0: learn about the strides female entrepreneurs of color are making be inspired by their story and enlightened by their leadership insight and advice welcome to season two of she leads podcast leadership empowerment for women of color i'm your host nicole walker a mother businesswoman and leader our guest for today is Tali. Love. Tali Love is a former meeting and event planner turned world traveling digital nomad. While she wishes she could relate to the typical quit your job to travel the world story, her transition wasn't so smooth. After losing her dream job twice within two years following a bizarre series of events that most would deem fiction, she came to her senses and ditched the idea of the American dream. She sold everything that she owned, including her beloved shiny black BMW, and gave in to her undying and never-ending need for world travel and exploration. While corporate America clearly wasn't the best fit for her, She was well aware that she needed a way to earn a living. It was never the work that she disliked. It was the stagnant cultures that she kept trying to force herself to fit into. Before long, Tali realized that her passion for writing and business development would come in handy while reshaping her entire career path. Today, Tali runs a travel and lifestyle blog called Pretty Brown Nomad, this platform allows her to partner with reputable companies and brands to spread positive messages while increasing revenue. She also runs Smart and Resourceful, a business strategy and development firm, priding itself in helping small businesses and entrepreneurs scale their business quickly through the use of organization and strategy. Tali recent authored an ebook titled, How to Be a Modern Day Nomad on Your Own Terms. For the responsible professional with a lot to lose. In, conduct, in conjunction with the ebook, she has also released Where Am I, a 12 month planner for the modern day nomad. Tali loves to offer her expertise to others that aspire to create a location independent lifestyle or monetize digital platforms for themselves. Without further ado, Leadership Empowerment with Tali Love. All right. So Tali, I read your bio and I love your drive to spread positivity in conjunction with business strategy and development. And I'm also intrigued by you being a world traveling digital nomad. So kudos to you for that. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. So Tali, I'd like to thank you again for taking time to be a guest on She Leads podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. We appreciate you blessing us with your insight today. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. No problem. All right. So now let's talk about leadership. So I myself feel that every person is a leader in one shape or form, whether they realize it or not. Would you agree, Tali? I think so. I think that there's
1: always somebody watching. So sure.
0: (laughs) Okay. All right. So can you tell us when you realized you were a leader and what or who helped you to realize to come to this realization?
1: Well, obviously, I think that I'm a leader in this space as far as being a nomad. I think that it's not a very traditional path to take. So I'm a person that's out kind of making it happen. I think that a lot of people of color have definitely caught on to the idea that we can travel internationally, and they're doing a lot of that in groups. And they're doing a lot of it more so often. But I think that there's still a lot to be learned for us, especially as Black women, as far as living a nomadic lifestyle and traveling full time. And so I've definitely found myself kind of being a leader in that space, because most people in this space are young white males, to be honest. That's who makes up most of that demographic. So it's cool to be a leader in the space and showing people like me that we too can live and travel full-time.
0: Yes, thanks for that. Yes, that is very inspiring. So hopefully some people are inspired and want to go out there and follow your lead. Okay, so in my upcoming book, The Code of Leadership, The If-Then Process, I outline my experiences and lessons that have helped me to become a better leader with the intention of helping others do the same. Tali, can you share what you would consider to be your code of leadership and why?
1: Oh, wow, I love that. For me, I think the code of leadership would be transparency and telling the full story. I think that where I have kind of felt hoodwinked and bamboozled in my whole journey is that a lot of leaders have left out the parts that are hard, the parts that are tough. And you know what? Let me back that up. It may not be that they've left it out. I just think that the positive part is what sells, and the positive part is what we seek. But I think that I always want to be a resource where people know that they can actually get the reality of things. I mean, I too... Harp on the positive. I think there's something to be said about that for sure. And that's where we need to stay in order to be successful. But I think that a real leader for me is somebody that is going to give it to me straight because the tough parts shouldn't scare you. Me telling you that this is hard shouldn't scare you. You should want this so much and want to reap the benefits so much that just knowing the hard parts helps you to be better in your craft. So as a leader, that's definitely what I would want to offer.
0: Okay. Yes, I totally agree. Transparency is very important. And I think that transparency makes you more relatable, right? Because everyone experiences easy street and hard street. So just easy street is not going to relate to everyone. You know, we need to know the, the full picture. Thanks for that. Okay. So I believe all leaders experience failure. I, myself, I don't like to consider them failures. I like to consider them lessons, take more of an optimistic view. But Tali, can you share your view on failure and what it means to you? Oh, man,
1: it's like the old cliche (laughs) says. You fall down, what they say, fall down 11 times, get up 12. Like, it's just, it's inevitable. Someone recently told me, as long as you're failing, it's a sign that you're trying it's going to happen, right? It is going to happen. And so you've got to be willing to get through those failures and to push through those failures. And no overnight success is really an overnight success. These people have been working for years to get to where they are for the most part. Most of the time, you just don't see those or you may not recognize those, but failure is inevitable. And we have to learn from those mistakes and just use them as stepping stones.
0: Okay. Yes, I totally agree. And I like what you said. Failing is definitely a sign of trying. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, thanks for that. And there are no overnight successes, right? We only see the end result or, you know, what we consider to be the successful result, but sometimes you don't see all of the hard work that goes on behind the scenes. So
1: Absolutely.
0: Thank you. Okay, so Tali, can you share one time you failed as a leader and what you learned from that experience that helped you to become a better leader?
1: Hmm. Well, I'll just say that in this journey, as far as taking a leadership role, as far as taking on this task or this journey of being a digital nomad, I think that for me, I am so resourceful. (laughs) I named my digital strategy company Smart and Resourceful. I am super resourceful. I know how to make something out of nothing. I can learn and figure out anything. And I realized I hit a point in my business where I was doing way too much as far as on the do-it-yourself spectrum. And I had heard early on from someone, I had heard, you need to start outsourcing as soon as possible. But I heard it and it went in one ear and out of the other because- I can't outsource. I don't, I can't afford that. I've got to bootstrap this. I've got to streamline that. And so I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I reached burnout. I reached a point where I had way too much going on and wasn't able to connect all of the dots. Budget wise, I realized that had I started outsourcing long before I would have been in a much better situation than I was because I was so resourceful and weighted. So I had to do a lot of re-evaluating, a lot of regrouping. I think that I wasted money. A prime example, for instance, I don't know a lot of people that are in the digital entrepreneurial space. It's very important that you start doing your advertising, your online advertising, your Google ads, your Facebook ads. A prime example is you get on Facebook ads and you think, oh, I can do anything. And so, you know, I was trying to learn these Facebook ads and I've wasted thousands of dollars because the truth of the matter is as resourceful as I am, it wasn't until I paid a couple hundred dollars for somebody to teach me the process that I realized it's really not one of those things that you can get without somebody kind of showing you. And had I spent that couple hundred dollars... A long time ago, I wouldn't have wasted the thousands on trying to do it myself. So I think that for me, it would be, if I could go back, I would definitely assess, okay, what is it that I can start outsourcing as soon as possible so that I can make myself available for a bigger piece of business or to move on to something else. And that's just a matter of being able to scale your business properly. So not only have I learned that, I've made that my own business (laughs) on the side that I do to help entrepreneurs learn to scale at the right pace and to scale properly because we think that we're doing this thing by doing it ourselves, but it's just, you got, it's a perfect dance as far as figuring out when to outsource and when to do yourself.
0: Yes, thanks for that. Yes, I totally agree. Outsourcing is essential and it does help to alleviate or stop burnout. Yes, you're, you're talking to me personally with that one. <laughs> with that Man. one.
1: Yes, and it's
0: tough. It's tough, you know, because mm-hmm. it's your baby. Sometimes, you know, you want to hold on to it. You want to mm-hmm. do it just right or what you think is just right. And you don't realize that just right is allowing other people to come in and help you with it. So,
1: absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Thanks for that. Okay. So, Tali, do you feel it's easier, harder, or requires the same effort to be a female leader in the entrepreneur ecosystem and why?
1: Hmm. You know, I don't. I don't know that I have much of an opinion on that. I think that from what I'm seeing in this space that we're in, I think that we as women we're feeding each other. Not that it's necessarily completely separated, but I do feel like that women we we just have our own space and we're helping each other and we're feeding each other and we're collaborating with each other and we're buying from each other. I found it to be a great space that I feel like we're we're ruling in. So I work with most women across the board, and so. I find it to be a great space for us, to be honest.
0: Okay, all right. So I heard basically it is what it is and we make it work. Yeah, we do. (laughs) Okay, yes. Thanks for that. All right, so productivity is a hot topic right now, as it should be. Many people wanna know how to do more with less and be efficient. Mm. As a successful leader, this is a must. Tali, do you have any productivity
1: tips to share with our listeners? Oh boy, that's right up my alley. (laughs) That's what I do for, for clients all the time. Basically, I always say that you have to assess where you are. I think that we as entrepreneurs can get stuck in our business and we've, you know, we've got our list that we're working through, but those lists become overwhelming. Half the time we don't finish them. we come back, we get stressed out. We have to really, really get in and assess where we are. And a lot of times I find that that's by letting someone else in to kind of take a look at it. And you're in an environment and there's some stench or a scent going on. There's nothing like another person walking into that room to help you identify that scent that you may have just kind of gotten used to. So allowing somebody to help you assess where you are, to see where things are, and then to help you strategize and organize. I think, so let me see. So you assess, organize, and then strategize after you've created the strategy. I mean, after you've organized Then you create a strategy, I'm sorry, uh, based on all of those things. And I like to start out with this long-term view or this broad view of everything, and then break that down into, okay, we're looking at a year, and now we're looking at a month to a week to a day, and breaking those things down into small tasks. And having that all in a certain space where you can kind of organize and manipulate those things, it's always good to check back with yourself or your assistant or your coach or whoever you're working with on this process to kind of check off, okay, What did we do last week? What did we do well on? What do we need to possibly improve on? And then to move forward and reevaluate that strategy again. And so, you know, I think that this productivity is much like anything else. There's no ending game for it. There's no landing point. It's just this consistent moving thing that you have to consistently work on and consistently be doing.
0: Okay. All right. I heard a lot of things and I like them all. So basically (laughs) a circle of assessing, organizing, strategizing, reflecting, then back around again and again and again and again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And always keeping fresh eyes on it. And that goes back to what I was saying about outsourcing, you know, always having somebody there with you I understand when we, we are bootstrapping and we're doing things on our own but try to you know even if it's a I don't know you and another person are trading you know trading and bartering the services where you're looking at each other's things but always have someone else to take a look at that for you and that kind of holds you accountable
0: okay I like that thanks for that okay so Tali can you share an experience that blessed your leadership and tell us about the outcome or the takeaway that you learned
1: I would just say the entire journey itself has been inspiring. Just, you know, being able to do this has been something that is well beyond my scope of belief and just being able to... Step outside of an existence that I didn't feel like I should have been in, as far as working in corporate America and being able to just connect all of the dots and put all of the pieces together to create this lifestyle that at one time just seemed impossible for me to be able to manage it. I remember leaving when I first left. I thought, okay, just give it three months and see what happens. And then it was like, oh, we'll give it six months and see what happens. And now I'm two years in and it's just. Still amazing to me. I'll still meet up with old friends and they're like, I cannot believe you're doing this. And I'm like, I can't believe I'm doing it either. And it's just miracle by miracle, day by day, that it keeps working for me. So the entire situation, I think, keeps me in this very magical space of, wow, you know, this can be done. And so I think that being in that space helps me to help others as far as encouraging them and showing them the way because I'm. By no means a trust fund, baby. By no means, even six months before I started on my journey, did I realize I could actually do this and pull it off. And so I don't know, it's just, I'm just a testament that it can be done if you really, really want to do it. And so I find that very exciting.
0: Yes, thanks for that. Yes. And I do think that is definitely a blessing actually taking the leap of faith to step outside of the comfort zone of having a corporate position you know, to doing it all on your own and traveling the world while you do it. So thanks for that. Okay. So Tali, can you offer our listeners the best advice you have as a leader or have ever received from a leader and tell us how you've implemented it into your life?
1: The best advice that I've learned over time for sure is to be a good listener especially to anybody that is looking towards you for leadership to kind of hear everybody individually and their stories. I think that I've been guilty. I I realize lately, and I think a lot of people are guilty of thinking that we know everything, especially when we're in a leadership position. But the truth of the matter is life is going to always hand us different and unique Circumstances. And while we do have a lot to offer and we feel like we've seen it all, if we just really take the time to listen, we can hear new things and new perspectives. And it can kind of challenge us to think outside of our own box so that we can offer ourselves up to a person in an individual way and not be so cookie cutter. When I'm working with people to help them carve out their own nomadic lifestyle or to start their own businesses, it's important to me that I'm not offering these cookie cutter strategies or, you know, here, you feel out the same worksheet that somebody else filled out. I really want to get in and understand people and their personal journey, the way they they think personally, the things that they've gone through, what are their own individual challenges, what are their own individual, uh, the things that make them great, and to be able to offer them something that is specific to their needs. So I think that it's really important. I like a leader who listens and understands me as an individual, and so that's the kind of leader that I strive to be.
0: Okay. Thanks for that. Yes. And I do agree that being a good listener and getting to know people individually is uh, great advice. So thanks for sharing. Mm -hmm. All
1: right. So you made it to the finish line. How do you feel? Good. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. And it helps me to remember that I am a leader. You know, sometimes I don't think that I, I see myself as that all the time, but it's definitely the truth. And it is an honor to lead women in this space. So I appreciate the opportunity.
0: You're welcome. So I want to thank you again for being my guest on She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. But before we part, do you want to give our listeners your contact information or mention any events, products, services, and ventures that they would
1: benefit from knowing about? Sure. You can reach me if you are a small business entrepreneur. I do love to help businesses scale and help you to become a more effective leader. You can reach me at info at smartandresourceful.com. If you are looking to be in the digital nomad space I offer all kinds of resources to help women to travel solo to take on full-time travel as a lifestyle if you're already doing it I have a 12-month planner that I offer to kind of help you get your life in order and to be planned and organized that's what I'm all about and you can reach me at info at prettybrownnomad.com
0: okay all right so Tali thank you again we appreciate you today thank you so much no problem I really enjoyed this interview with Tali. I love Tali's passion for being transparent. I agree with Tali that sharing the whole picture is important for relatability, as we all go through ups and downs, which are not always discussed and seen in public. Telling the story of the good, bad, and in-between is essential to being real. Transparency builds trust and fosters better relationships exposing the problems you face and have faced gives you the opportunity to help another person not go down the same road and make the same mistakes and ultimately elevates you as a leader as Tali stated knowing the hard parts helps others to be better in their craft I admire Tali's courage to choose an untraditional path for her life digital nomads are global trotters traveling where their curiosity takes them Deciding to be a digital nomad and world traveler is trailblazing and definitely rare for a woman of color. It's not easy to let go of everything and choose a minimalistic lifestyle, yet Tali has proven that it is possible and richly rewarding. Being a digital nomad refines your personality, enriches your lifestyle, and builds your network. Which is great. Contrarily, it can be a lonely experience that is full of ups and downs. I can relate to Tali's business strategist background as I also have a background in business analytics and strategic planning. The advice Tali offered to be more productive is spot on. According to Tali, success is obtained via an endless circle of assessing, organizing, strategizing, and reflecting. Learning to assess, Organize, strategize, and reflect is a must for continual growth and improvement. Successful leaders operate strategically, understanding that anything else is counterproductive. Nicole Walker's takeaway for this week. Tally mentioned the importance of outsourcing to get the job done and avoid burnout. My takeaway for this week is to offload some of the tasks necessary for the operation of my business. As Tali mentioned, it can be hard to keep up with all the moving parts of your organization when trying to do everything yourself. I have been and still continue to be guilty of bootstrapping my business, which I know is not a best practice for optimal success. I will make it my business to find people I can trust to work with and let go of some of the tasks that I need to so I can focus on the bigger picture. A quote by Jessica Jackley reads, deciding what not to do is as important as deciding what to do. And now we have Nicole Walker's Leadership Challenge of the Week. We want to hear from you. We would love to know your thoughts about leadership empowerment with Tali Love. What did you learn? What did you agree with? What did you like? Or you can tell us what you did not like, what you do not agree with, or what you think should be changed. Go to Facebook at She Leads and let us know. Respondents will be entered into a random drawing for a Geniuses Common t-shirt. Thanks, and until next time, be empowered and empower on.